And then you had a house full of water. Mm, don't good, even start with that. Not a good day today. Okay, listen, no. it's, um, welcome to the Ted Shed. It's um, Jason and Glenn, as usual. We come to you from Springfield, Queensland. Um, we talk about everything Springfield and beyond, and no topic is off limits. How are no. you? Yeah, good, mate. I just wanted to start with uh, talking about the uh, November 2022 flood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess as, as, as we alluded to, um, not, not a great day for you here. No, no. We've uh, Christina and I have been doing some renovations, and um, we had our kitchen company come back today to fix a small error, and uh, the plumber decided to leave... Um, I don't want to bag the plumber, but there was a bit of a leak under our sink and uh, basically filled our house full of mains pressure for about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, and destroyed basically everything we've done to this point. Yeah, right. So yeah, Yeah. from from what I saw, it's water pretty much throughout the whole house, and yep, yep, and any anything in its path is is sodden. Mm, Yeah, we even had water going out onto our back patio area because it was flowing under the doors to get out. Um, so you can imagine, yeah, all the plasterboard, all the VJ board I put in and yeah. um, basically everything is uh, cactus. So we're just waiting for insurance now. Yeah. Virginia. But it's more the inconvenience, as you know, with insurance claims, you know, like we did have that storm go through here two years ago. And yeah. it's uh, it's not about the replacement of things because we know we are covered with insurance, but mm. it's about the inconvenience, you know, like where we had our engagement party booked for the 10th of December, yeah. thinking our house would be renovated, and uh, now it looks like the house is going to be t- torn apart. We've got family coming up from Melbourne, and, mm. you know, there's going to be a house full of kids, and we're going to literally have an outdoor kitchen. Yeah, so something as simple as a um, a plumber, I guess, you know, leaving a fitting off or something to that effect, and yeah, turning, look, I don't, turning I don't the mains exactly. on on the way out. And, but anyway, you've, yep. you've had a almost yep. like a, an internal tap running in your house for an hour or so. and Yeah, it's like putting a hose inside and turning it on. Turn it on. Yeah. yeah. So all the floating floor feels like you're walk, walking on a waterbed and, yeah. you know, you stomp in the corner and water comes up. It's a and squishy. Yeah, yeah, so now you sort of run the risk of black mould and all of that stuff that goes with that. So well, who and, knows and where that's going to go. I was going to say, I mean, we're at a time too. I mean, you talk about floods. Obviously, a lot of Australia's you know, suffering through flood. Mm. Um, you know, I, I've just flown back from Melbourne today. Yep. Um, yep. Probably why we didn't get a podcast out a bit earlier this week. Um, but yeah, when I was down there, you know, just watching the news and you know, there's incredible footage of these these townships that have had torrents of water through them to the point that they've picked a house up and moved it mm. down down the road. You know, mm. like and you know, so I know like you can. It's, it's not at the same level. I mean, I know no, that's that these these people have lost their homes and yep. um, you know potentially um, you know they're going to be faced with you know, being displaced for a period of time while that gets built. So, I mean, but oh, you're yeah. going to be impacted by that as well because I, mm. I know the shore, um, even in Brisbane, like, you know, just tradies, we're heading into Christmas um, and, you know, even in Queensland alone is still, you know, a lot of people are going through repairs yep. from, you know, from previous damage and that. So you'll probably just go on the waiting list and... Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Could could be a um, Christmas without a, a kitchen in your house and, you know, all your floor ripped up and, and everything else. Yeah, we're back to basically back to square one, you know. We started mm-hmm. in June and... We did an outdoor kitchen in winter for three months and, uh, yeah, it was quite crazy. And uh, I said to Christina, we're going to have an outdoor kitchen again through Christmas, you know, and seven kids at home and uh, it's going to be quite interesting, you know. But anyway, that's, uh, like you said, we're not not as bad as the people in Victoria. Yeah. um, But it's still displacement and, you know, when you get so close to finishing a project... Yeah, um, you've put a lot of like I basically did most of the things myself except for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's sort of like your your vision is almost done and then it gets destroyed. Just yeah, the eleventh hour, the yeah, last, last yeah, bit mate. of fittings. Right? I was I was ready to start painting next week. We were going to bring the guy, my guys in and start doing the final touches with the painting. So yeah. um, that's how close we were. Yeah, mm. well, mate, you got a good good um, support network around you, and I'm sure yeah. there'll be a lot of people to help you out. So, yeah, exactly, yeah. mate. And that's is what it is, and. Uh, like you said, mate, there's still people in Springfield that are that are going through insurance claims from 2020. Yeah. Was that the, the, the hailstorm? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Houses are getting demolished only recently. Yeah, you know. Okay, so, so they've gone through two years of anguish, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah exactly. And uh, you know, it's 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 hard. Like you said, the tradie demand, and as you know, I'm a tradie. The tradie demand at the moment in 
southeast Queensland is ridiculous. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the last thing I want is a bunch of cowboys coming in to fix my house because I will pick the shit out of them. Yeah. And do you think that do you think that happens? Like, you know, mm-hmm. obviously when there is demand like this, I mean, getting a quality trade in, people are just going to get whatever they can get. And, and like, you know, that's potentially going to lead to other issues down the road where shoddy workmanship of, you know, a company's just gone and got you know, anyone that they could to fix something. Yeah. Um, and, and that may come back to bite them. Yeah. Insurance companies do that definitely because. They've got people ringing up going, when the hell is my house going to get fixed? When the hell is my house going to get fixed? And yep. they'll just find anyone and anyone, you know, like um, half the people that probably come and work on your house aren't even qualified, but the company they work for hold the QBCC license. Mm-hmm. So what you end up with is a whole bunch of labourers in your house that don't really, they have sort of an idea, yep. but they're, you know, they're not tradesmen as such. So um, They're not the quality trader. Yeah, expect, right? I think you've got to be really careful. I might even look down the option like I did with the 2020 uh, hailstorm is just taking a, a cash payment and just yeah. do the work again yourself because at least you know it's done right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's certain work that you can't do yourself. Kitchen though, I can't right? do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything else I pretty much can do and I have done this time. Yeah. Um, you know, like we've spent over 100 and I've done most of the work myself. Yeah. So really it's probably 150 if you're getting tradies to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we basically looks like we might have to start again. Well, if there's a silver lining, mate, the Ted Shed's not been affected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you mate, can come, I'll tell come you. Come and live out here, move out to the shed, eh? It's, oh, um, oh, it might, might have to um, become a, you know, like an extended part of your house for a period of time. Yeah, maybe, mate. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, like I've, I've sat out here this afternoon, had a few beers, I'm not going to lie to you, because yeah. it's been, uh, been gut wrenching. You're just a bit shell shocked that, you know, every, yeah. all your hard work's gone down Jet the drain, around. literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't go down the drain, it flew out the doors and into bedrooms and you know um yeah man it's devastating but uh yeah we're just one foot in front of the other we've called the insurance company and uh, that's why you pay insurance and you know the plumber comes straight back to his credit and um he was obviously upset and i'm like man at the end of the day shit happens just don't wreck your own mental health about this for a friday afternoon yeah do you know what i mean like it's done you can't change it and i think that's what you know you learn like we spoke with vilma about the journey and I think you learn that. Like, if I was 20 and that happened, 25 and that happened to my house, I'd be fucking ripping his head off. You'd be going off, yep. Yeah, but now it's like, well, going off doesn't change anything. Mm-hmm. All it does is build my anger. Yep. Um, then I have to, you know, your blood boils. Um, so it's just about managing your own emotion in that in that time. Yeah. Um, and it's not his fault. He intentionally didn't put a hose in my house and turn it on. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's an accident. Yeah. So. I mean, something's, something's let go. Yeah. So you, you sort of learn that, you know, as you go along in life. And yeah, um, yeah it's just a devastation of it. So yeah. we'll see what tomorrow brings. Probably a fair few drinks, I'd say. Yeah. We've well, got actually, my... it's funny too, because you probably come down for a bit of a high. I mean, um, if yeah. anyone's listened yeah. before, um, we obviously had the pie eating contest yep. at uh, Ryan oh, yeah. at, at um, Puckles last night, right? And yep. some great news there. And I, um, I don't know if anyone's seen the Facebook post I put up, but I guess this is a masterstroke. Um, a bit like the fine cotton affair. Do you remember fine cotton? No, you know, what's that? I so, don't know what that uh, is. So fine cotton was a, a horse ring in, right? Oh, so yeah. basically entered a horse and then yeah. um, through the race, swapped it out and put another little similar horse in. Right? It was a massive scandal. Yep. So, I mean, that was our inspiration for Chuck and Howie in the pie into contest, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I couldn't attend and there was no way on earth that I was going to get through a, a two and a half kilo pie or whatever I'm it was. I'm sort of glad you're in Melbourne just quietly. <laughs> yeah, so I thought, you know, let's chuck Howie in as a nomination and, um, and Howie, um, what was it? Eight minutes and forty-eight seconds. Yeah, eight minutes and forty-eight seconds. Old how dog uh, demolished a two-point-four kilo pie. Right, set a new record. So it was 13, 13, 13 minutes, minutes was was the record, and yep. and how he's absolutely smashed it. So the Ted Shed, um, first year out in the pie eating contest with the Moment at um, Orion. Um, have walked away with the victory. Yeah, they have, mate, and uh, Howie uh, definitely did the shed proud. And, mate, to be honest, I was in it for BNI, and um, m- we had a lot of supporters down there for the Ted Shed. Yep. Like when they were naming the names through the companies, there was lots of local companies which supported it, which was great. Yep. Um, but the Ted Shed definitely got the biggest cheer, and um, there was a lot of Ted Shed shirts laying around. So, right. um, yeah, it was really, really good. And, and, and I think with about two minutes to go, everyone started chanting, Howie, Howie. <laughs> and I did as well. And I, and I leant over to him because he was only a couple away from me. And I said, would you hurry up and fucking finish that so I can stop eating? Because <laughs> no. I, I was trying, to, I was trying to follow along. I was actually sending messages to people, going, "What's happening? Where's it at? Give me updates." Yeah. Has anyone got a live stream? There was Ruben Nine Four Nine live streamed it. 
Oh, like video. Yeah, oh. yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. No, I was getting, I was getting photos and I was getting updates, and in the end, I, I got a um, you know, a video sent to me of the event. So yep. I was just on a bit of a delay, but I was just yep. like so excited that Howie's, um, <laughs> Howie's, yeah, put one on the board for the TED shed. So. Hopefully, uh, we get a few more new listeners out of it, Jace, because uh, the Mo Man did give us an awesome plug. Let me tell yeah. you. Well, there, yeah. has, there has been a bit of interaction. I've noticed, um, yeah, the social media interaction in the last day has um, has been great, and and what's even um, I think even better is some of those other people who participated you know like yep. big papa's pies and big think, papa's you know, pizza I, i'm sorry big they're big oh, in there cheesy i got pies <laughs> pies on the brain yeah. after that one i got pies um, coming out my ass after yeah, that like, one let me tell you well even puckles are following us now and and um yeah, oh really big, big puppers and a few oh, others so awesome people who have obviously met you guys you know howie and in, in my place on the night um, yeah, I guess, you know, once again, building that community is a few people who are now shouting out to each other and saying what a great night it was. Oh, absolutely, man. It was a great event and um, the boys did it well and the, Mr. Puckles himself was there. So yeah. um, It was about 2,500 raised last night, was it? I think yeah. from, I saw a figure yeah, somewhere it, about that. It'll be something like that because um, it was 200 a seat. Right. So um, I, I put in for obviously um, Glen Wright Painting had a seat. So yep. I had uh, my worker, Taya, her fiance, Chad, Represented Glen Wright Painting, right, and then obviously the Ted Shed. So who were you representing? You, I was representing BNI. Right, so, you're, so you're, yeah, I was the fattest guy in BNI apparently. Right, <laughs> just gone, who's, <laughs> who's a chance here? Oh, I know, I know. When they said, "Oh, you're going to do it," I was like, "You're freaking what? Do I, do I look like I eat pie?" And then I looked down and went, "Yeah, okay." So like in the pie. end, how much did the pie did you get through? Oh, look, it was very hot. Yeah, um, I reckon I could have eaten it. Yeah, and that's honest, um, but. It was so bloody hot, I just yeah. couldn't swallow it. So, right. you know, and, and I spoke to Howie today and he said, oh, mate, my mouth is full of <laughs> burns. burns. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's literally a hot pie, right? Yeah. So um, I think if you can push through that pain and you want to have the next week struggling to eat anything, yeah. you can probably do it. But, so um, they, were, they were definitely fresh then, right? Straight out of the oven mate, and yeah, much on the table. Probably, probably a tip to the moment is get that turned down a little bit for next year <laughs> um, and you might have a bit more of a contest. I probably yeah. got halfway through, yeah. so... I probably ate a kilo and a bit. Um, was it just a plain pie or was it like pie and peas? Like what no, was pie, mashed potato. So a cottage pie, right, the cottage old traditional pie. cottage yeah, pie. And a bit of gravy, yeah? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it was basically a family-sized Puckles pie, which you can go in and buy. Yep. Um, but then old mate Mr. Puckles puts about a kilo of potato on it. <laughs> and then about 500 grams of peas. Yeah, how could that? So the peas were cold. I ended up tipping, they gave us a bottle of water. Right. And you might see that if you watch the video. And uh, what you chuck the water over? Mate, the it was so freaking hot. I tipped my water into the pie to try and cool it down. Right. Yeah, and but it was room temperature water, so it didn't do a lot. Right. But it was just too hot. Gee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. But what but, a great event! I mean, from once again, um, unfortunately, I couldn't be there, but um, everyone else there was yeah, a, a great. You know, yeah. support group yeah. around there and so yeah. many businesses involved and yeah and, and once again you know when the moment come in and, and talk to us about their events you know actually now participating and getting along yeah. <laughs> you go look even though the the you know i guess the end result was you know was raising money for for movember and and i mean but just what a great community event to it um, was you know just to get the community together and have such a you know a bit of a um, shits and giggles kind of night yeah well um there was one table or one spot spare so uh, Rob from Wizard Concreting turned up to support the event. Yep. And uh, I think it was Mark or Paul from Mo Man said, we've got one spot left. And and good old uh, Wizard goes, oh, I'll have that and pays yep. the money, Jumped sits in. down. Yep. And he's sitting right beside me. Yep. And we haven't seen each other for a while. Um, we've had him in on the Ted Shed. He was our first um, yeah, YouTube one, Yeah, back when we were right? doing the YouTube show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he has Let's Talk. And um, anyway, so we're having a bit of a catch up. And he goes, oh, fuck, I only ate KFC an hour ago. <laughs> I said, you're what? He goes, yeah, I need to say KFC. I'm like, oh, you're toast. <laughs> so what was your approach? Did you did you go, hang on, I'm going to be eating a big pie tonight, so like yep. I'm laying off the lunch on... Yeah, big breakfast to stretch the stomach. Yeah. And then uh, had a very small amount of lunch. Right. And then um, cracked a beer on the way down there. Yeah. Get a bit of moisture in your gut. Yeah. And then we were just into it. Right. Yeah. So and flat we should, out. We should have got Howie in tonight. Imagine we got Howie here and talked to the champ himself, the man. <laughs> we could have, mate. We, we could have got Howie. Like, just yeah. You know, what was your prep? You know, like, let's just go through this whole. You know, I, I put up a um, a tweet last night. On a tweet, sorry, a, a, I think an Instagram post, and I said, you know, something you know, quite cheekily, just going like, "This will go down in history as one of the greatest victories of all time, mate." Know? Yeah, and I'm like, well, fantastic. Yeah, I don't think it. You know what? Like, I don't think eight and a half minutes is going to be beaten in the next ten years because. 
you go to like face oh sorry the internet and look up like eating challenges yeah there's guys that are famous that only do two and a half kilos in eight or nine minutes right so how he's actually nailed it like he's probably oh, well, Australia's best pie eater. I think we need to yeah we need to coach him next, next coach year. Him. Coach him next year. <laughs> I think he's a man. Right. Yeah right. I think there's a there's a whole um, cottage industry here. Do you know what you pie. need to do next year? What's that? Take down six ice cubes and stick the thing straight in the freaking pie as soon as they say start oh, yeah, eating. Cool it off. Yeah. yeah, and I reckon you could do it in. I reckon Howie would have done that in six minutes if it, it wasn't was a bit so cooler. hot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. But um, no, he did a great job and, and Howie in good spirit. Like everyone said, why'd you get Howie? And I said, one, he's competitive yep. and two, the man can eat. <laughs> what more do you need? Mate, that's what we said when we had the boys in here and they were going, Jace, we're going to have you into the t-. I'm like, nah. nah. no, no way. And I said to you, I said, we've got a man, right? We've mm. got the man. We knew there and then yep. um, who, who to back. And um, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's our far lap. It, oh, well, he's a big far lap, <laughs> he's, but he's our far lap. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a great lad. Absolutely. Mate, he's a great lad. He's, um, I've known Harry for a lot of years and so have you, obviously, and he did neutral with us if anyone yeah. wants to go back and have a look. Yeah. Um, and he's got great uh, great support from his family. His mum and dad come down from Bundaberg to watch last night. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw his kids at the end. Like, they went in yep. and he was, you know, yeah. giving him a big hug and that. Like, they were just yeah. so proud. That, you know, your dad's a guts. Well yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> the scary bit is we, were, we ducked over to Ballistic. Uh, Matt and Shelley come down and we had Chris and uh, Shell. Yeah, all, and all repping the um, All repping the Ted Shed. The and they're like, yeah. let's go out for dinner. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll come for a beer. Um <laughs> Anyway, we've gone over to Ballistic and I said to Howie, uh, feel free to pop in, you know, when, when you're done. Yeah. Oh, Google. <laughs> Jesus. Google is, um, Sorry. Is a Google's, yeah, I was wondering what that was. There's a Google speaker in yeah, the I shed. Thought, I thought it was Christina. Yeah, we thought, <laughs> Google, no, <laughs> we're not talking to you. Yeah, anyway, so uh, Howie had to go off and do a couple of things after the eating. I think he had to go and vomit and maybe do a poo. Oh. But um, he ended up making his way over for a beer after him. At that stage, we were at dessert right. for dinner. I wasn't eating, obviously, but yeah. um, there was about three desserts left and Howie finished all of them. Oh, no. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he's a machine, what mate. a machine. He's, he's done us proud. So he's done us proud. So off to Howard. Yeah, I think he got $200 from the Orion Hotel as a gift voucher for yeah. winning. And, um, you and, know, and it was really good. And they had an entry as well. They had someone in there and I heard that um, their young fellow that they had ended up going straight back into work and finishing his shift. So, oh, did he? Yeah. Well done. He probably yeah. didn't eat much. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can see from River 949 was having a dinner date with the guy from Glenwright Painting. Right. They didn't eat bugger all and just had a chat. <laughs> it's like, what the hell, guys? Have a go. Anyway, no, it was good. It was good fun, mate. So if anyone who hasn't seen that or wants to see it, I think um, on our Facebook page we've, we've put up yep. a bit of a highlights. But if you look up for the, um, the Springfield Mo Men, um, I think they've got like a 25-minute video of the event that oh, they, they actually put up. So yeah, okay. yeah, if, you want, if you want to see it in detail, go and seek those boys out. And, and while you're at it, um, because we are still in, in November, you know, support Movember. And um, if you haven't already contributed, chuck some money their way and, and help them um, – you know, on, on their course to, to raise money for, you know, for yeah, November and, and, and men's health. Yeah. yeah. Mate, quick question. Yeah. Um, and this is a bit out of the blue. Right. What do you think of uh, Greg Norman not bringing his new golf tournament to Brookwater? The, the, you know, it's, a, it's Queensland's best course. He designed yep. it. Yeah. Why do you think he didn't bring it here? Um, Have you got any thoughts on that? I know that's a bit of a random question, but. No, no. Look, I've, I've sort of, I'm not much of a golfer, but I've, you know, obviously you can't. Um, not be across obviously hmm. the PGA and, and the Live Tournament and stuff. Is that like what that. it's Live? Yeah, yeah. And and I know that there's obviously um, I don't know is it is it the the um, young Australian who who won one of the the major PGAs recently? Cam Smith. Over. Yeah, is yeah, it Cam Smith? The footballer. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the footballer. Um, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, I know he's gone over for some, and there's some serious coin in it, right? Yeah, there's obviously a bit of animosity money. between you know certain camps of the golf. I, I think for Tiger Woods, stupid money to go. That's huge, right? Yeah. Um, so I know of that, but I mean, I've got no idea. I mean, mm. I, I don't know. Is, is it like Formula One where they'd want to have like one of their tournaments in each country and then they're going to Australia mm-hmm. um, and maybe, you know, they're playing at Royal Melbourne or, you know. I think they're playing in Adelaide. Right. They'll be playing somewhere where there's obviously big money thrown at it and yeah. maybe Springfield being like a world-class course. Yeah. Um, but no support. Yeah, maybe our government just hasn't gone, you know what, that's – you know, we're not going to back that, and, and the South Australian government have, have trumped up something to, you know, to maybe it goes along with the Adelaide Fringe Friends, uh, Festival, Festival or something else yep. like that, and just coincided, and they've just gone, look, that's that's a sporting event we want in Adelaide. Mm. I, I don't know, I can't really, 
Yeah, no, I'm that's not cool. That one. Another sporting question for you since yeah. we're doing the sports report. Okay. What do you think of Dan Andrews putting in the $15 million to Australian netball after Gina Reinhardt uh, dropped out? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a funny <laughs> thing you say that, right? This, you were just in Melbourne. Yeah, exactly, right? And, and I, I think I referenced you just before we started recording. Um, Victoria's just about to go through um, an election. I, I don't think it's this weekend. It's probably like a couple of weeks away. Um, so, of course, being down there, it's just as it is right political advertising everywhere you turn on any channel it's just you know attack ads you know this guy's you know he's the cuts guy cuts guy cuts guy and yeah. everyone keeps going dan andrews has failed on hospitals dan andrews has failed on this and then um you know other news outlets are saying like victoria's debt apparently um don't quote me on this but i think they were saying it is larger than new south wales queensland and like south australia's total state oh, debt wow. combined and they put up a graph and like victoria's debt is is, really? is monumental in Australia compared to you know most of the the other states. They combined. were the richest. They were the richest state in Australia for a very long time through the gold rush. Yeah. Um, so look, it's it's a really interesting um, thing. Like I said, with so much of that going on down there at the moment, is the netball thing being brought up? Well, I guess my point is why I'm talking about the election and that is going for for a state that's in so much debt. Mm. To then turn around and go, well, look, you know, Gina Reinhart's pulled out. We're going to chuck another $15 million, mm. um, you know, towards netball. And yep. I think a part of that is that their intent is then to get like all the, you know, have the netball grand final in Melbourne, you know, and, and do all of that kind of stuff. And I think I think it's like a, and I don't know if it's Dan, I think it's Dan Andrews, but through Victorian tourism, right? It's like their tourism yeah. campaign. If we sponsor netball and we go, hey, listen, netball's great, but come and watch it in Victoria. But they have so much going on in Victoria already. Well, they've got everything. They've got the AFL yeah. Grand Final. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the Formula One. They've got the tennis. Yeah. They've got a whole heap of musicals that happen. Like, it's really well known for its theatre. Yep. Like, what yeah. more do you want, Victoria? But that, I think that's their strategy, right? Like, you look around the MCG precinct there, you've obviously got yeah, the tennis centre. Mm. Um, and even when I went down, I think it was in June on, on holidays there, um, you talk about netball. There was actually yeah. one of the netball um, semifinals there. At um, It wasn't in Rod Laver. I think it was in one of the other um, stadiums there. Um so I think Victoria is just that place that they actually have some really good sports infrastructure. I agree, right? totally. totally. Um, Philip Island for the GP. There's, there's, there's so, so much, much, so yeah. much there. And I think that's a part of when, you know, they're a draw card. Like if you want to host an event, they're saying, look, we've got world-class you know, class facilities. We've got an MCG. We've got the tennis centre. We've got all these different stadium configurations. We've got, you know, um, just across the road on the river there, you've got, um, you know, like the soccer stadiums and everything. Yeah. So you've pretty much got every format that you mm. want to do, but also Melbourne's got theatres. Oh, and Melbourne's else, awesome, right? so, mate. I love Melbourne. I love the culture of Melbourne. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's a whole whole gamut there, but I think what some people just seem to be a bit um, miffed about is, you know, like that's a national yeah. um, competition. Or it was actually, the, sorry, it's the national team that was the sponsorship, right? Was it the Diamonds? Oh, no, I think it was, was it the Diamonds or was it the whole... I thought uh, it was a competition, like he sponsored the AFL, but for netball. No, no, I think that's like so. The the netball nationally, I think, is the SunCorp Super Netball. Oh, I think this okay. is about the Australian. So he's um, paying fifteen million dollars for one year. Yeah, I'm for, not sure for what mate, ten players. Been, not, not. I know sure we're not across it, right? Yeah. But but, but that's, so, anyway, the, the, the long and takeaway from mm. what the narrative seems to be in Melbourne is, you know, what it's um, look, there's better things that fifteen mil can be spent on. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. You know, and whether you spin it to say, look, it's a part of our tourism campaign. Mm. You know, we're going everyone who watches netball is going to learn about Victoria, come to Victoria, and it's going to be a benefit, mm. maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, a lot of people who you know really don't follow the sport are just going, you know, Dan Andrews is is in debt, um, and at the moment, once again, like everything he's doing down there is just spend, spend, spend. You know, yeah, because like, he's trying to buy votes. Yeah, you're right. It's like you know. I think this yeah, free sanitary products for all women in public I've seen places. That. Yeah, um, yeah. So hold on, let's go back. Can we just touch on that? Because sure, sure. I employ two females, mm-hmm. and um, we were sitting at Smoko the other day, and Taya says to me, "Hey, what's this? Um, who's Dan Andrews? Right? Because they're young." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, he's the Premier of Victoria." And she goes, "Oh, they've just given away. They're going to give away sanitary products." Yeah. Now, I think she was under the influence, maybe she misread it, but she was under the idea that that was going to be for every woman in every household across 
Victoria, but is it only in public places? My, my understanding would be um, so toilet blocks, and yeah, things exactly like that. like that. You'd have some sanitary. So how do you how do you govern that? Yeah, and that, I think that's the problem, right? So you know, what's people to come stop in and just grab exactly. them out and throw them on the ground? Well, what's to stop somebody going in and just going? Look, I'm not going to go to the supermarket and buy my supplies. I'm yeah, I'll just, just go to the toilet. Going to run around the city and then just yeah, you know, just collect a heap of um, you know, yeah, product there. whatever you need, and that's fine. Yeah, and uh, well, I think and that leads to you know, like it's anything, right? People are always going to game a system if there's mm. a way to, to do. That and look at Centrelink. Yeah, and I think what's three point four percent Australia at the moment. What's going to happen is, um, you know, when somebody is in a situation, they might go into those public toilets and need the product, and there won't be any that's because fair. people have taken yeah, advantage. Right? That's so, right. But if you're going into a public toilet and you need them, and they've, you know, that's that's fair enough if you're using them. You yeah, know, yeah, but, but like I'm saying, if, if somebody's gained it, the system and gone in and abused it and taken that product. Right, when somebody comes in, you know, half an hour later and needs it, yeah. there's no stock. Imagine f- Facebook yeah. Marketplace, oh, free delivery. No, no. <laughs> it's like anything, like right? Uber so for tampons. Is it, is it really well thought out? Probably not. But right? again, I think he's just won the vote of a fair few females. Yeah, yeah. Look, and, Do you know? And it's probably like our government up here, right? There's, there's people that are, you know, staunch Labor supporters. There's some people who are... Um, you know, basically staunch liberal, you know, people who are, hate everyone and you yeah. know, and then those who don't vote and, and everything else, right? So mm. I, I don't know what percentage that makeup is in Melbourne, you know. I think a lot of commentators down there just say, look, you know, Dan's just going to, you know, go on again. Well, I think, we've seen that in Queensland, didn't I, we? Yeah, but I think, I think Dan Andrews is, I don't know if he is now, but if he wins the next election, he'll be the longest serving Victorian Premier in history. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't know that. There no, you go. no, it's quite interesting. There's a lot. There's a story that was running around. It only broke this week. Um, and I, I don't want to talk too much politics no, no, tonight. No. But there's a story where well, it was a sporting question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sports political. But there was just there was an interesting side note that I saw. Um, I think ABC covered it, and Sky News had it, and and you know, the hotel had Sky. So I'm jumping through and, and listening to everybody's opinions. And but there's there was a common thread that and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but basically what he was doing is somebody had, he like had a zoom call or a, you know, a FaceTime call with some other guys. And basically what he's saying is, he says, listen, I can help you get elected. And, and the way that he does it, um, and it is, it's really interesting. I think we were talking about, you know, ballot boxes the other, the yeah. other day, sorry, ballot papers yeah, and all and the names and stuff not on that. getting yeah. their names on there. Yeah. Um, so what he does apparently is he just creates a heap of political parties, finds these people and creates all these parties, right? And then knows all the preferences, et cetera, like that. And then he obviously, he was saying in these interviews that, you know, um, if I get you a seat, you give me 55 grand. Wow. Once I get you in there. And then he'll come and work for you as well. So you think it's paid out of the political purse. So oh. A lot of, lot of pretty. Is that pretty, legal? Well, I think it's been referred, right, mm. down there, down to their corruption commissions. But fundamentally, what he's doing is this, right? He goes, I want Labor to be returned. This, this is the narrative, right? I'm paraphrasing here, and, and you know, people should do their own research. But. He's basically saying, look, this is how it's going to work. You're going to have the Labor Party, right, and we want the Labor Party returned. So we're going to create all of these other parties, right, and we're going to call a party, for example, is Sack Dan Andrews. Wow. A party, right? We're going to go, we hate those sorts of things, right? So what their objective is, then they do preference deals. Yeah. So all these people come along on, on this day and they go, oh, we hate Dan Andrews. Fuck him. So what we're going to do is we're going to vote for, you know, let's sack Dan Andrews party. But the preference is going to Dan But the Andrews. preferences are going, and he's basically creating, he's basically saying, this is the way we do it. We create all these parties to take the major votes away from the Liberals, make them come away from Labor. They go to these other parties that are then actually preferencing Labor. So what it's doing is taking away the majority vote from yep. a, a primary party mm-hmm. and then funneling them to the to the candidates you want to win. Well, we, we sort of seen that in Queensland with Anastasia, didn't we? Because she only got 30% of the vote. Yeah, and that's 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 just. I wonder the, if he was working in Queensland. Well, I don't know if that's come out, but I think he'd be working. Uh, I, from what I sound, it sounds like he's more of a bit of a um, a Vic, Victorian. I've just um, play, sorry, just playing <laughs> with your stress ball mate. here, mate. And it's um, my blue balls. It's just exploded all over my head. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, Where's I, Mark Winter? I don't. I don't know if he is. Um, yeah, at like at a federal level or in any other state, but I know this mm. is just a really big thing in Melbourne at the moment, right? Yeah, right. And it just shows that everything's being done legitimately. I think actually what happens is they call it block voting or something like that. I think in WA and other states that's actually outlawed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think when the question was put to the Premier yesterday after it broke or today or whenever it was, he's like, I don't know the guy that's, you know, 
nothing yeah. to see here kind of thing. But if it's if it's advantaging him mm. um, and people are doing that, right, once again, it's, it's probably like discussions we've had in the past. It's not illegal, but people are just, you know, they're using taking the system the to, yeah. to um, advantage, you know, themselves yeah. or... Yeah, taking the piss. You know, or do. So yeah. probably back to like our, our, you know, vote rigging thing and everything mm. else, right? It's not rigged. But people are manipulating it, right? Mm. It's and it's no different. Like political parties run ads, you know, they try to you know change opinion. This guy's you know using preferences and creating fake parties. That's to, crazy. To Surely a party has to have some sort of. Anyway, let's not talk any more politics. Yeah, yeah. but, that's, but you know, um, that's the sort of stuff that's mm. going on in Melbourne at the moment. So there's so much there. Yeah, exactly. You talk about the 15 million that's going yeah. to the that's crazy that, um, um, yeah, that, you know, they're in so much debt and they're just splashing cash around. But how much would you reckon they'd pay for the Formula One to be there every year? Do, do you know if no, it would be I, up I there, know. right? And, and this is one of the things. So, once again, you're trying to... Because, well, just in Frank, like, yep. I know when the AFL um, come to Brisbane due, co- due to COVID, yep. I think we paid $5 million to host that match. Is that right? It might have even been more. It might have even been more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was a bit so, more. It's basically like we're going, we can host a WA and it's like who pays the most. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. A- yeah. AFL. Mm. You know, so this is a funny thing that the governments are paying a corporation, for, for like AFL, to come bring you and host your game here, mm. right? Why? I know if you and I want a venue, we've got to go and seek out the best deal and use our money as a, you know, but mm. yeah, our government seem to go, let's chuck all this money in and say that we've had an AFL grand final. And, and yeah. you know, to, the, to, the, um, to the Formula One, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, I remember Formula One at Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm guessing Victoria's done something to, to steal the race. Yeah, of course. It'd be um, money driven. But the, this, is, this is, I guess, a, another thing. Once again, trying not to, to have, have a, you know, turn this into a political show. But I think one of our challenges that we face is how many times does the government do a deal um, and when they question it, like, and what was the public benefit? How much did that cost? They go, sorry, that's commercial in confidence. Yeah, that's horseshit. Yeah. You know? I agree. I agree. I, I get that, but at the end of the day, yes, it's commercial in confidence, but it's it's public money. But it's our money. Correct. Call, we didn't call bullshit on that. Yeah. You know, because it is bullshit. Like, exactly. just tell us what it is. Tell us whether we made a profit. Correct. Like the Olympics yeah. coming 2020, uh, 2032, yeah. it's going to probably cost us money to host that i know you get ongoing benefits through tourism and all of that and that's you know we've probably seen sydney but that's the, re- the thing the benefits from in, that insurmountable mm. like how, how do you put a figure on that you can't you well, can't we could turn around and say look yeah it's gonna the formula one or you know let's say yeah. the gold coast indy or oh, you know, how much does that here. race cost to host um well exactly well they could do that but you know you can turn around and go okay it's costing the government 25 million dollars or, or something to you know they're helping to pay for that yeah um but at the end of that you know yeah, how do we measure what the return is? Because the people on, like, on the Gold Coast, all those hotels may, you know, obviously they rack up rates, we know that. Yeah. Right? As soon as they announce like that air show is coming, <laughs> yeah. the price just goes, oh, hang on, there's an event that weekend, our price is now double yeah. because you're going to be able to stay with us and see the event. Did you, Did you? sorry, just yeah. on that, yeah. did you hear when, um, when IndyCar left um, Gold Coast and V8 supercars ran and they shortened the track? Do yep. you know that the hotels on the southern end of that racetrack tried to sue the government for lost revenue in that time? Right, because they were... Yeah, no, because the track no, doesn't go past the hotel they were, anymore. They were no longer trackside. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my point, right? But the, the end of the day is you could turn around and say, look, the government spends $25 million. Um, how many people from interstate come in? I, I don't know. You yeah. Know, and maybe some people do have a way of measuring it. Mm. Is it just locals going down there for the weekend? But even if that is... Uh, you know, if every hotel's booked out there, you've got nightclubs there, you've got restaurants and everything else, are we then putting like, you know, is the turnover that weekend because of the additional people going down there now 50 mil? And the government yeah. goes, you know what? Yeah, we chucked in 25 mil. And we created 50. But we, yeah, but exactly. All those businesses benefited. The hotels had an yeah. up, upkick, you know, small businesses and cleaners and yep. yeah, all the other people doing services and, mm. you know, temporary fence hire and all of those people. Yeah, it generates economy, right? Yeah, right. And that's that's the thing that is probably way to way yeah. to look at it, right? Yeah, I think um, speaking on racing, I think Queensland Raceway has um, changed ownership recently, and uh, uh, the VIP Pet Food Boys Tony Quinn has bought it, and right. he's doing major upgrades out there. And um, I think he's going to try and host a V eight supercar event back out there. Right. But you so, know what I did once, you know, because I just I think we talked about this recently with Victoria Park and overlaying. Oh image. yeah. Um, I think I took Spa, like Spa you know, one of the Formula One tracks, it might have been Spa, um, and took a, like a section of that and then overlaid it, right? So, i.e., you go down the main straight of Queensland Raceway, instead of hooking right, you just carry on a little bit further and then you dog leg around and you go up. And I've sort of just overlaid yeah. that, right? And just doing that, you turn around and go, wow, you know, Queensland Raceway can be such a, um, you know, a, yeah, an incredibly vibrant 
track yeah. just by you know, extending off the end and doing a little bit around. I and, think they spoke about that for a while, back, actually. Yeah. yeah, there was talk of them extending the track, and uh, I think John Tetley owned it then. He yeah. still owns Lakeside. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it was viable for him. So I, I remember it'd John... It would be a huge capital cost, right? Yeah, I remember John Tetley because obviously uh, uh, Danny, uh, my ex-father-in-law, he is in the racing scene in Queensland and or was in the racing scene. So um, we used to do a little bit of work at Lakeside and Willowbank for painting. Yep. And John Tetley said that the weekend that the V8 supercars come to my track, I pretty much lose money. Right. I'd rather have a bunch of kids here skidding around their skylines yep. where I can make money because V8 supercar tickets, like they take, they take a certain amount of the, the food takings. Yep. They take a certain amount of this. They take the certain, and then he's got to pay to have them there. Got a finger in everything. So then, if you if it rains and you don't get a crowd, he's yeah. still got to pay them to be there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and it's not an exciting track to watch at. You know, well, like, it's very technical. Yeah, well, I don't and take the drivers, away from the drivers right? I mean, because yeah. Dick Johnson, I think, was involved in the original or part of the mm. original concept. It's all design. about flow, man. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like different corners are different radiuses, and you know, there's obviously different. There's a lot of thought gone into layout. it. It just looks boring to the to the average punter. It exactly. looks like a boring track. You're looking like a car runs down a straight, turns right, turns yeah. right, runs straight, turns goes turns right, left, so left, left, and then once down. again, yeah, it's it's not you know. But look, I guess there's there's pluses and minuses to that, right? You go to some other other circuits, and um, street circuits are notorious for this. You sit in the grandstand and you're watching a 200 meter section of track, and the cars just come past, right? Yeah, that's right. Queensland Raceway, you can see the whole circuit from pretty much anywhere, right? Yep. So once again, pros and cons. Not the most yep. exciting to watch, but yep. you can see the entire track and the whole field at any one time. You're not yeah. sitting there watching them go past and then waiting 40 yeah. seconds for them to come past again. Yeah, yeah speaking of that, locally and, and watching a whole track of racing, um, Archfield Speedway yep. um, is rumoured. It's fairly uh, fairly convincing rumours that I've heard that uh, Brisbane Markets Limited has bought the land and basically they want it um, knocked over by February next year. Right, so that's the Archerfield track Archerfield gone. Archerfield Speedway gone. Yeah. So what that does is basically that in Speedway terms, we've got a track at Toowoomba, mm-hmm. a track at Lismore, King yeah. Roy. So something I mean, we do obviously Queensland Raceway is a, is a precinct. It's got the drags, it's got mm. go-karts. It's, I think it's, it's still got the um, rally. Oh, uh, yeah, the rally track's like still there. That's behind really? the go-karts. Yeah. So you've got dirt karting, you've got bitumen karting, you've got uh, drag racing, and then you've got the circuit racing. Right. And it's marked as a precinct. Yeah, so, so. Speedway out there is, you know, is, yeah. is potentially a, a choice of where your Speedway may go. Well, I think... Uh, where else are you going to put it in Brisbane? Well, that's right. It'll never go back into Brisbane, right? But no. I think what, what the big input out at Willowbank is is that the drag track, which has been there forever, it was mm-hmm. probably the original thing there, yep. has got a big dilemma with the dirt off the Speedway. Right, okay, so because they don't want it on the track. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so but, contamination of of dirt on a on a drag strip, on right? a drag strip. Mm. But flip side, what do you do when a dust storm comes through? Yeah, you blow the track off. They've got a jet blower for God's sake. Yeah, like don't run the that speedway. Whole, that whole precinct and even even the the land around it is. Like, it's, it's, it's motorsport. It'll be there forever. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm just talking even outside the precinct, right? Because, I mean, obviously wind and... Oh, yeah, exactly. It's all dusty paddocks, right? You've it's got very, a mining site it's just down dry. the road. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like... It sounds like a catch cry that, mm. the, that the drag strip doesn't want to share their patrons. But there's a rally track next to it, so surely... Exactly. A rally track running around in, in a Same dry... amount of dirt. Yeah, it's not like they hose the track down and go, you know, like if you're running in, in a dust bowl, you're well, throwing dust up. That's right? right. And at yeah. least the speedway, they manage the dust limit. I mean, by the end of the night, it's getting pretty dusty. As you know, yeah, run the. That's the right. You're upright on the cushion and, and yeah. whatever, and they run the water truck around yeah. and and do what they need to do to try and minimise the dust. But if it's been a forty degree day, you're going to get dust. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think Willowbank Drag Strip pretty much would have a big influence. I'm not going to say runs that precinct, yeah. but has a massive influence, and they've never wanted Speedway there. Yeah. But it can work. Like you look at Eastern Creek now, mm-hmm. the drag strips there, the circuit tracks there. And they've just built one of the best speedways in the world there. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. So suck it up. Realise you're in Ipswich in a motorsport precinct. Yeah. Archerfield's about to be shut down. Open up the doors, yeah. Ipswich. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, they've got to work together. But there's, there's most things, right? Everyone's got vested interests and, you know. Yeah, but. Somebody's looking after their patch and don't want it. Like, they're instead of, yeah, looking out for the betterment of, of motorsport and, well, and making Ipswich a motorsport you that's know, destination. That's right. Exactly, yeah. mate. And. and the thing is, is that it's such a massive industry, mm-hmm. like speedway racing in general is a massive industry in Brisbane. Yeah. So you've got, you got shops like Queensland Speedway Spares yeah. that turn over massive amounts of money per year yeah. all through speedway. Engine builders and, Engine and builders. tire That's suppliers. right. You've got the tire supply. You've got yeah. Botcher Race Parts out at Ipswich. Yeah. 
you know, so you've got all of these people that, you know, have jobs yeah. due to the fact that there's, there's a speedway at Archfield. Yeah, right. So you're basically saying if we lose that Brisbane track, yeah, what, what's going to happen? Are people going to get out of the sport people because they're not going to sit there and go, I'm going to go, well, I want a choice as I go into Toowoomba or I'm driving. Well, we go to Toowoomba now. Like yeah. that's one of, We class that as one of our local tracks, right, yeah, yeah. As, in the Speedway fraternity. Toowoomba yeah. is a local track. Yeah. But when you're starting to go to Lismore, which is two and a half hours away mm-hmm. and fuels $2.37 a litre, it's costing you more to drive there than to race your bloody car. Yeah. You know, and it just it turns people off. Yeah. So, But you don't mind having a home track. If you're in Brisbane and let's say you want to go practice, you want to go run a couple of meets there, right? You yeah. can just go, well, it's, it's 20 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, and I was then, 20 minutes. And then you're the always track. happy to go, hang on, well, I'm going to go run once a month at a, at a you know, I might go to Lismore this month, I might yep. go to Toowoomba this, you know, next Out month. Out to Kingaroy. Right, and break it up, exactly, exactly. Right? But you don't want to be doing that every weekend you want to go racing because no. then it just, yeah, like you said, it just... Well, it becomes another cost, it. right? Yeah. And then once that cost becomes too much, it doesn't come justifiable. Yeah. <clears throat> once it's not justifiable, you pull out. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just, me, wanted, sorry. I just wanted to change the topic if we yeah. can. Like, it was it's funny. I, just, I listened back to our last episode and because we changed our intro a little bit, we talked about who we are, you know, yeah. Glenn and Jason from yeah. Springfield and... And I actually said on the last intro, I said, nothing is off topic. I mean, yeah. with us, everything's bloody off topic. We can't stay on topic. <laughs> what I actually meant to say is nothing is off limits. Uh-huh. Um, and I listened to that back and I'm just sitting there going, yeah, no, we talk about Springfield and beyond and nothing is off topic. And I'm, and I'm just going, <laughs> I didn't even pick it up at the time. It was only when I listened back. Well, and I'm we, going, don't, we don't edit, mate. This is it. We're no, literally just sitting no. here talking. So. And everything is definitely off topic. We start with one thing and, you know, all of a sudden we're 90 degrees out there. And but that's I did, fine. I, I, I did do something or some observations I had in Melbourne, right? Mm. Um, now, this is obviously not Springfield, but, you know, we can travel to Melbourne and there, there are some things. There's two things I wanted to talk about. One is Uber. Yep. Um, and then the other one is scooters. Oh, yeah. Know, the um, mobility, uh, electric personal. Mobility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, like the um, not there yet, close. Like the Lime scooters or personal yeah, 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 yeah. electric scooters and yeah. stuff, right? So first thing is Uber, right? So um, I travel a lot. So six months this year, I've pretty much been on the road and I just had to duck down to Melbourne. Um, you know, so getting out of a hotel or something, getting Uber's fine. Like Melbourne is fantastic because the actual Ubers are out the front like a taxi rank, right? Um, and you just queue up, jump in the Uber, and oh. then when you open the app, you've got a, you, like your a pin number. You give that to the driver and it matches you, right? Mm. So you're not standing there. Like waiting you would somewhere else minutes. and going, yeah, like Sydney, yep. calling in and waiting 25 minutes for the guy to get through to the queue in the pickup area. So How do the taxi guys feel about that? Well, taxis are on the right, you know, sort mm. of thing. They've got their bays and Uber's got theirs, right? Mm, that's enough. another big discussion. Yeah. Um, so, I, look, I, I was a big Uber fan because as, a, as someone who travels a lot, I think taxi drivers were taking the piss a lot, right? Mm. If, especially if I had my suitcase or something, I'd be coming from an office wanting to go back to the city. I'd have a, dry, a taxi driver always used to pull over and go, oh, heading out to the airport, mate? And I go, no, just back into the city. And they're going, oh, yeah, I'm just heading out to the airport now because it's end of shift. Yeah. The amount of times I heard that story, they just want the long fares, right? Of course, and, yeah. And then the other thing of, you know, paying and cab charge and, you know, 10% on whatever, right? I just thought taxis were just taking the piss. Yeah. So, you know, being a big fan of Uber, but what I'm seeing now, um, and I learned a hack today, right? And so I want to talk about it. So... Um, I've had trips, like when I was in Perth earlier this year, um, I've seen a lot more cancellations, right? So you're at a destination, you go, I want to go back to my hotel, I want to go here. So you go Uber, here to there, someone accepts your ride, right? And then it says they're eight minutes away. Yep. You watch them on the map, they get within about four minutes, three minutes. And get another cancel. ride. And it just cancels. Oh, right? And yeah. then goes, we're connecting you to another driver. So I did this and like, my record was always three. The maximum that I'd ever had cancel in a row before my driver rocked up was three cancellations, so the fourth one, right? Yeah. Um, on Wednesday morning, I got a new record, nine cancellations in a row, and then the 10th driver rocked up. Wow. Right? How long did the, you wait? Uh, about 30, 35 minutes. And this is in Melbourne? Middle of the CBD. Right. Right. None in the rank. No, no, no. This is like I'm sitting at my hotel going, I'd like an Uber, oh, thanks. Yeah. And it goes, and you see on the map, there's cars everywhere. And you go, yep, yep thanks. And then it goes... You know, this driver's been connected. He's four minutes away, right? And then you watch and you get two minutes away. Sorry, your driver is cancelled, right? And then mm. connecting you again. Now, I don't know if this is normal, but be- because I use Uber a lot when I'm travelling, I actually get to see like a fixed price fare. The basis you're going yeah, here. Yeah, here, yeah, we got that. I use Uber on the weekend. Yeah, I, oh, through the weeks. So, yeah, okay. Because yeah. I don't know if it was a new thing or because I've, I've got like a, I don't know, I get Uber rewards and they sort of said I'm at some sort of status or whatever. Okay. I'm going, okay, maybe I'm getting a priority Cheaper service rate. or... Or just like just predetermined instead of saying, look, it's you know like a taxi rank and it's going to take some time and we'll bill you at the end. They're sort of telling me up front. So it's yep. great that everyone's yep. getting that. Anyway, so this was $18 was quoted for this trip. So after about three or four cancellations, the app then said, sorry, we can't connect you with driver now. Please try again. 
So then it basically threw me back to the base app. So I went and put my source and our destination in again. And it goes now, well, due to high demand, your ride's oh. now twelve dollars dearer. Oh wow! So I've gone from eighteen bucks up to, to thirty. Yeah, oh thirty plus, right? Yeah, oh, thirty. Yeah, and um, I'm sitting there, and then I'm just going, okay, I got connected to another driver, another one, another one, and in the end, nine cancellations, and then the last guy who accepted, and he was eleven minutes away. Mm. He actually showed up. He came from 11 minutes away and picked me up and then took me to the destination. Right? Wow. So, and I've messaged Uber and just gone, this is just a joke. Mm-hmm. Right? Drivers should be getting punished. And I've, I've taken screenshots of these drivers who are accepting because once they cancel, you yeah. can't do anything. You, yeah. can't, you can't give them bad feedback. And all of these guys, every single one of them who canceled has got a, like a, five, oh, sorry, a 4.9 something rating. Right, mm. five's the highest. So these guys have got really high ratings. Yeah, and I'm sitting going, how is Uber not punishing these guys mm, for, for um, cancelling? For cancelling all the time. I'm just trying to go from A to B. Yeah, and nine cancellations and 35 minutes before somebody makes the effort to show up. And how take far do you have to go? Um, well, and, and this is this is where I'll get to it in a second. This is where the hack mm. is. Um, I was going from sort of I was staying at South Bank around the casino. Um, I was heading out to Port Melbourne out near the Balti Bridge. So probably 10 minutes, if that. Yeah. Right? But it was an $18 fare. Right? Yeah, that's right. Well, in the end, it was 30 bucks, um, one way. And then coming out of, of the, the place I was working at, one afternoon said zero cars available. So I walked 50 minutes back into the CBD because I could wow. not get an Uber. You wouldn't get in a taxi? <sighs> you know, it was actually quite a nice afternoon. And yeah. I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to walk back. And I just love walking along the river past the units and the Pollywood side and, you know, taking it into yeah. Melbourne. Anyway, yeah, fair enough. So, and here's the hack, right? This is the part I wanted to get to. So my Uber driver tells me today that if you're an Uber driver, you do not get told the destination, right? Oh. Right. And, and this is a part of the reason. So, like, I, I had a flight. Um, I was up the Sunshine Coast at an AFL game. Um, my Brisbane flight was cancelled. Nothing else going that day. And Virgin said, look, we can get you out of the Goldie. Yep. So... My family who were heading back home this way drove me to Brisbane. And then in Brisbane, I went, I'll just Uber to the Goldie from there. Yeah. So when I was talking to the Uber driver, he was saying, oh, now what it shows up in, in the app is there's a driver wanting to go within like 50 minutes of where we are. Oh. So they sort of get told like going 10 minutes in this area or, you know, it's a 35 minute from sort of from the pickup point. It doesn't yeah. really give much. It sort of just says like 50, minute minute, 50 minutes in yep. the southern direction or something. Yeah. Right. It gives them a bit of a clue. But here's the hack, right? And this is what I learned today. And this guy's... Um, I don't know, at least there's something like 40,000 trips he's done. So he's oh, been wow. driving for Uber forever, you know, full time. And here's, here's what they do, right? I thought they must have had something like DD Open, like having, you know, like an Android phone and an iPhone and they got mine and then they see somebody pop up on DD or another platform going, this guy wants to go to the airport. So they cancel me and then go pick up the yeah. other fare. Yeah, bigger fare. Right. But this is what they can do. And this is a fault in the Uber app, right? Apparently, if, you, if they, they have their phone on, in an, an Apple phone, um, they get this sort of information that a driver wants to go somewhere, but they don't know where. Yep. They switch their phone to airplane mode. Oh. Right? And what the app then does is the app already has the information of where I want to go to, right? But it yeah. doesn't reveal it to the driver. Yeah. But when they put their app into airplane mode, yeah. it shows it up because the app then assumes, oh, and this person's lost network connectivity. We want him to oh. still be able to pick him up and tell him where he's got to take him oh. because he's now off the network, right? <laughs> so they switch it to airplane mode, see exactly where I want to go, wow. and then go, well, that fare's not long enough Too or short. I'm not going to, whatever. So then they turn the airplane off, airplane mode off, and, cancel and then just cancel. Why right. they're driving. And, yeah, yeah. And that's what this driver said that they're probably doing. He says, the reason you're getting so many of those is because it's someone saying that you're in Melbourne and you want to go X. Yeah, 10 the minutes The driver away. doesn't know. These guys go airplane mode. The app then just says, oh, shit, hang on. This guy's not he on the network. Needs to know where he's going. We might need to make sure he delivers the service, right? And yep. then we give him the source and destination. Mm. And then they're looking at that and going, here we go. There's a workaround. So that's obviously got around all these drivers, right? And they're using that to basically cheat the system where Uber's trying to say, we're not going to tell you where they want to go because we want to cancel that sort of practice that the taxi industry yeah, was doing. Yeah. And these guys have found a hack. Wow. I wonder if Uber knows. Um, well, <laughs> funnily, they do. They do. Yeah, and it's, yeah, only, right. it's only on Apple phones that you can do oh. that, not on the Android, but it's a problem with Apple. Isn't that funny, eh? Mm. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So if you, ever, if you ever see people cancelling you and stuff like that, that's probably what they're doing, right? These dry, it's getting around. I mean, I know now and we're just telling everyone who's listening. Yeah. Um, Three people. <laughs> no, it's more than that. But, um, you know what I mean? Hopefully, like, we've got a few more this week. That, that's what's going to get around, and um, yeah, and yeah. So people are just gaming the system um, mm. to try and get the, the the longer journey. 
It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? And I know the taxi industry probably still suffers with that. I um, I had uh, it might have been one of the Triple M announcers, maybe on the radio, mm-hmm. saying that she was trying to go somewhere, and it was oh, it might have been Nova. Anyway, she said, oh, "I'm just trying to go from the valley to the city," yeah, or something like that. And they don't turn on their fare; they don't turn on the um, meter anymore. So when you hop in, they start driving. Mm. It they don't turn on their meter, and she's like, "You've got to turn on your meter." He goes, "No, I don't. It's thirty-seven dollars." She goes, no, it's not. You need to turn on your meter. Exactly. And he goes, no, I'm not turning on the meter. You're going to pay me $37. She's like, it's a $5 cab fare, mate. Yeah. He's like, not $37. So she said, stop Get and got out. Cab. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just gouging. And he's probably going to put the money straight in his pocket because he hasn't put it on the meter. Yeah. So the owner of the cab license doesn't know he's done the fare. Yeah. Puts it in his pocket. I know. It's so, crazy, man. It is, it is. And so the other thing I wanted to touch on is scooters, right? Yeah. So, so it came over there. So when we're walking back from that place back into the city, there's um, like a few months ago when I was in Melbourne, uh, I think I spent about f- five weeks down there in total. Uh, and I've noticed a lot of people riding around on, you know. Like pers- lime scooters or. No, 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 because no, no. they were never there. Oh, personal so, scooters. Personal scooters, right. right? Sorry, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and here's the thing. So I've just got open on the webpage here at the moment. So this is the thing about. Um, that, that scooters, right? So basically, is my scooter legal? If your scooter is powered by a petrol motor, has an electric motor with an output of greater than 200 watts or has a speed capacity greater than 10 kilometres an hour, then it cannot be legally used on a road, footpath, related area, shared paths, public areas, anything, and it's a $900 fine. So how the hell are we selling them in JB Hi-Fi? Correct. So, and here's the thing. So I've noticed in Melbourne, right, out on these people, people are just cruising down along the, the riverside, you know, yeah. on, on the shared bikeways, on all of these personal scooters. They're illegal in Melbourne. Wow. Right? So how are they getting them? Well, you can just go buy them in JB Hi-Fi. So how's JB selling them? But it's like drones, right? Someone can mm. go buy a drone and there's obviously rules about where you, you just fly look that. At it. Just, Don't just, fly it. Well, no, just go do your own thing, right? But this mm. is the thing. So scooters are technically illegal in Melbourne and so many people are buzzing around on them, but they've actually just introduced, right? So this trip back, they've now introduced... Um, I think the Neuron, the, the orange scooters and stuff like that, and, and they've got certain precincts, right? So that's called the Victorian e-scooter trial. And my, my point here is I want trial. to compare them mm. to Queensland in a second, yeah. right? So, so there's a trial going on in Melbourne at the moment. So the trial rules are um, the e-scooter riders can only ride a commercial hire e-scooters approved by the, uh, the operators, right? Private e-scooters are still illegal. Wow. Right? Why? So this is the thing. If you live in an apartment at Docklands and you want to cruise in the city, you can go hire the, the e-scooter mm. one, but you can't have your own. That's ridiculous. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, look, and then this is what we keep wow. talking about, right, inconsistencies. Yeah. So it's illegal, but I see them everywhere. And I've, you know, if it's, yeah. there's obviously no one policing it because these guys oh, are just... I, I did see a policeman pull up a scooter rider. In Brisbane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is Melbourne where yeah, know, pri- yeah. private ones are illegal and yeah. people are riding them everywhere. Everywhere. And you the cops are doing nothing well, about it. What you think they'd they? make more money out of the fines and what they'd make out of the revenue of these scooters yeah. that are now legalised through so, a so, company? So, so the trial in Melbourne, right, can only ride in participating council areas, right? You can only ride on a bicycle lane, a shared path, right, or a road with lower than 50 kilometres, right? Riders are not permitted to ride on roads with a speed limit 60 or above. Right? Yeah. So they're actually encouraging you to ride on a road in Melbourne, right? Yeah. Um, riders um, cannot ride on footpaths, mm. right? You must be at least 18 years of age and your scooter must not be able to go above 20 kilometres an hour. Okay. Right, you've got to wear a helmet, not, you know, not be under the alcohol, can't double, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, so that was an interesting thing because we've obviously just had some new rules introduced here in yeah. Queensland because we've had scooters for a while. And then a lot of people are you know, going, oh, scooters are dangerous, they're tripping hazards, they're people buzz past us, right? Yeah. So Queensland's got a whole heap of new rules. Um, right, which came into effect on the 1st of November 2022. They did, yeah. Right, so, so, for example, down in Melbourne, as I just said, a scooter can go up to a maximum speed of 20. Here yeah. in Queensland, it's 12. 12, yeah, that's right. It's been right. pulled down to 12 mm-hmm. on a footpath. So yep. you can actually ride on a footpath here up to 12 kilometres, but in Melbourne, you're not allowed on a footpath, right? Here you can do up to 25 kilometres an hour on a local road or dedicated oh. bike path, right? There you go. Mm. So other than the speed limit signed, et cetera, but... This is the thing is, this is what we keep talking about, about governments and when we were talking about, you know, other topics in the past about how they apply health rules or this yeah, and that. blanket rules. you just got to look like, so Queensland has, has gone through a trial, right? Other states and other countries have had this and Queensland is now going, oh, you can ride on a footpath that's 12 kilometres mm. an hour. In Melbourne, you can't ride on a footpath at all. That's crazy, right? eh? So yeah. like there's an inconsistency. And the other thing too is in Queensland, um, I think you're allowed to ride a scooter if you're above the age of 16. 
Yeah. In Melbourne, you've got to be 18 to ride a scooter. You can have sex at 16, but you can't ride a scooter. Yeah. Right. So uh, well, it's just a trial. <laughs> but in, in Queensland as well, and here's, here's the funny thing. Yeah. I, I, did a, I did a calculation. I don't have it with me. But so Queensland has introduced the new fines, right? So if you're traveling at less than 14 kilometers an hour, mm-hmm. right, and the speed limit's 12, mm-hmm. right, so basically two kilometers over, it's $143 fine. 14 to 20 kilometers is $215. 20 to 30 kilometers over the, the speed limit, um, yeah, from the speed limit, is $359. And if you're more than 30 kilometers over, it's $575. So, wow. i.e., if the speed limit's 12, and you're on a footpath out here, like on Springfield Parkway, where you yeah. never see a pedestrian yeah. walk along pretty much, cruising between Springfield and Orion, you buzz down that road. And if you're doing, say, um, yeah, 42 kilometers an hour, because 12 is the limit, yeah. that's a $575 fine. That's crazy. So, will they, do, you, do you think they'll bring in licenses for these things? No, no, no. no. So, get this right. So, but it's, if, but once again, it's just, it just seems so draconian to mm. turn around and go, you know, I think we talked. It's like saying every every car on Queensland roads has yeah. got to do 40. 40, yeah. You can't do 100 down the M1, right? You can't do – like it's not horses for courses and conditions. If you're out here in the suburb, I totally get 12 kilometres an hour on a footpath in the city. Yeah, right? yeah. But if you then start coming out into a further suburb, like I said out here, we've got footpaths next to some of our, our major roads, like Springfield Parkway, yeah. right? And it's quite a lengthy road, a couple of kilometres long. It's got footpaths on either side. And you see cyclists along there, maybe someone you know, occasionally jogging. Right, but so mm. somebody who lives there and now commutes, or anyone who's got a private scooter who used to be able to just go, I'm not taking the car, I'm going to, you know, try and do an environmental thing, scoot to yeah. work. Yeah. Have if, if now got to go along that path because they're not allowed on that road because those mm. roads are 70, so they're above that 50. Yeah. Um, they've got to go at 12 kilometers an hour. They might as well just walk. So get this right. So I totally agree with everything you've said there. So what's the rule on push bikes on footpaths? Is there a rule and a speed limit? So you no, can do 50 yes, So we used to ride races yes, no. right We yeah, used to ride yeah. our road bikes mm-hmm. And some parts Downhills yeah. We were doing 50 k's an hour Yeah So tell me why There's a difference between cyclists And lime scooter users Or, or scooter users On footpaths Yeah So look And I've, I've just, just googled that really quickly right So riding on a footpath Or a shared path On footpaths or shared paths Right If you share a path with pedestrians You must keep left And give way to the pedestrians At all times Yeah right? Speed limit And you must um, ride um, on the left of the bicycle riders coming towards you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Queensland. And there's a whole heap of other things. You've got to wear a helmet, got to no have a speed belt. Limit? Um, no, so where speed limits do apply is when you go like into the city, right? If you're riding along the, the Esplanade or like at South Yeah, Lake, yeah I get that. It's 10 that's kilometers, cool. yeah, right? That's cool. If you're. That's a highly on, populated area. Exactly. If you're riding yep. on some of those bikeways along the riverside and that, they've got like 15 kilometers or 20 because yep. they're shared, right? Yep. But as soon as you go out into anything else, no. You come down Springfield Parkway, you Correct. can do 40 k an hour on the footpath on your bike. Correct. So, yeah. What's the difference? Exactly. And, and here's the thing. So we just said before about the scooters, right? So the scooters have got a um, – I'm just going to try and look it up. So if you're um, – so some of the other fines is if you're holding your mobile phone. So if you're riding a scooter, taking a selfie, or that's, that's $1,000, $1,078. What? Drinking alcohol. Um, riding on a prohibited shit. road is 172 Wow! Um, right, there's a whole whole raft, and I actually did a like a cat a total once, right? Saying so, if you're if you're on a scooter and you're speeding, you're doubling someone, you're not both wearing a helmet, and you're taking, taking a selfie, selfie while you're doing it. It's like two and a half grand. Oh my god, that is up. crazy! But, and here's the thing: so I don't have it in front of me, um, but I think the scooter fine for not wearing a helmet um, is uh, 143 dollars. So if you're mm. on a scooter, right, it's 143 dollars. But if yep. you're on a bike, it's fifty. Why? Fifty or sixty. And you're going faster on the push bike yeah, legally. I know, I know. And this is the whole thing oh, that I frustrate. I've been in South Bank so many times yeah. where cyclists who commute through yeah. there, and I don't begrudge a cyclist trying to get to the city, but they ride along that front edge there. They're not doing 10. No way. They're, they're and booking. who's policing that? Right. But then it's just the government at the moment is mm. what's what's our current angry discussion point or what are people yeah. complaining about? Is scooters? Yeah, let's get so, on that. So therefore... Scooters are topic. Scooters are bad. Scooters are evil. Scooters, are, you know this. But yeah, like you're saying, if it's 143 dollars for not wearing a helmet on a scooter, it should be 143 dollars yeah, for not wearing a helmet on a on a bike. The other thing is right. So if if they've introduced these speed limits in Queensland, um, why are these companies that are hiring them out not having speedos on them? 
They do, yeah. Oh, do they? No, no, they do. And, so, and you'll actually and find... So personal if you, if, ones? No, no, the personal ones are different, right? But if you went and got a Lime Scooter, you'll actually see there's a digital speedo there? on the top. Yeah, I've battery, never ridden ba- one. No, battery indicator, speedo. Oh. But they actually GPS speed controlled, right? Oh, yeah, so I've heard that, actually. So if you, if you get actually. on one and try to race through South Bank at speed, slow you down. you're just getting cruised, right? And yeah. I, I rode them in Canberra. It was hilarious, right? So here's the thing. In Canberra, if you're in the CBD, they're hmm. not speed limited for some reason. So you can book through... because the politicians need to get out of there quickly. No, no, no. This is the funny thing, right? So if you're in the actual CBD itself, like not the, yeah. not the parliamentary area, but oh, where sorry. the shopping centres and the hotels are, right? Yeah, some of that's you, there. You can cruise through their past restaurants like absolutely with no restriction, right? Wow. But then a mate of mine, with, uh, we've got a bit of an afternoon. Let's just go over to the parliamentary section. So we crossed the road uh-huh. and started heading up towards Parliament House. Yeah. And then you go... And like we were just crawling That's and crawling. So they're actually slowed down in the parliamentary precinct where no one is. Everything in that section is slow. Correct. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Politicians, boom, boom. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the thing was is that you could actually, you were restricted once again, like even if you go up to the War Memorial, right? Yeah. You got these long paths and all of this big open. You got Lake Burley Griffin with, you know, basically yeah. footpaths and cycleways, all restricted and wow. slow. But you go into the CBD, you can buzz through restaurants and cafes and people everywhere like an absolute lunatic. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. It is. Mate, look, yeah. we've just topped out in an hour. Yeah, sweet. So um, we went fast. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> um, great topics. And um, yeah. yeah, sorry to hear about the damage and that in the house. Oh, yeah, that's all right. I forgot about it until you brought it up then. Thanks oh, for that. Sorry, man. I'm just reliving it. But look, <laughs> no, always, no, always great to um, jump in the shed and, um, and have a chat. So Absolutely, um, man. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for catching up. And yeah. um, um, hopefully we'll, we'll get another episode out. Maybe next week, and we'll see yeah, if we yeah. get someone else to come and join us. Yeah, I think um, I think we might have a guest lined up, so yeah. right. um, I'll let you know once that's confirmed. We'll and see how we go. Yeah, we'll see how we go. It's conflicting schedules, right? Sometimes, like mm. even like this week, you and I were, were both away. We tried yeah. to do something remote, but yeah. um, in the end, it's uh, not quite the same. Too hard. Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, man. Thanks right, for joining us, and if you've um, stayed along and listened to the Ted Shed podcast and got this far look thanks for your support it's um greatly appreciated and subscribe yeah and share it with your friends right yes, i mean it, it sounds great that we're here talking to each other but we'd love to know that you're sharing it and, and other people are listening to thanks for joining us <laughs> Oh, <laughs> shit.